I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner. And, and I'm with uh, Emily and I'm with Gareth. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Frank. Hi, uh, Gareth. Hello. You're right, Gareth. Yes. <laughs> you had an aneurysm. <laughs> oh, okay. So, um, I'm just having a scratch. I don't know if you can hear that on air. It's not, it's not my first difficult moment of the week, I'll be quite honest with you. Why? What's happened? Well, I was in, I was in Brighton. I don't know if you know Brighton. It's a uh, south coast seaside town. Mm-hmm. And... Um, now I'm worried now that the, the, the producer's changing buttons. Was like, could, could no one hear any of that at all? Emily sounded a little bit distant. Yeah, I liked it. Well, that's not the first time. No, well, exactly. Usually I sound distant. The producer has true. got hot pants on today, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll have to sack him. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so I, was, I was in Brighton and I was going to buy my girlfriend uh, a, a maxi dress. Every, everyone's getting them now, and we we <laughs> entered into the the big debate, which I read about in this uh, this month in Star Magazine. Is it Maxi oh. Print or Maxi Plain? Oh, Frank! <laughs> but um, I thought let her choose. So <laughs> she was in the the cubicle. I'm calling it the cubicle. Oh yeah. Um, some call it a booth. Some a changing room. And she did that thing of sit closer because I want to come out and show you the dresses. But you don't. There's, there's a distance at which yeah. you can go to it. You don't go into the actual cubicle. You can't go into. Well, you can't go into the cubicle. No. Oh, I often bring them in. Oh no, I'm <laughs> sure you do. But yeah, it wasn't a metre. <laughs> but um, so I, you don't want to get too close in case you look like a bloke whose girlfriend yeah. isn't in there at all. It's just a bloke who's open to see through that crack in the curtains, mm. a bit of underwear. Oh right? yeah. So I just stood there, and there's a lot, lot of people in the shop. And they were listening to they had Radio 1 on. I don't know if you've heard of Radio 1. It's uh, still going, apparently. Um, and the DJ, who obviously I didn't recognise, mm-hmm. someone found him. They said, oh, could you, could you play um, uh, a song for me? And he said, yeah, yeah, what do, what do you like? And he said, I'd like, the, uh, I'd like the original Three Lions, please. Oh. Yeah. And I thought... You must have been happy. Well, I thought... Well, I was in a shop, though. Oh. standing there and then this, and then the DJ said oh, do you know what the new version and he said well no it's a bit rubbish isn't it? <gasps> so suddenly not only did I got a bad review oh. sort of you know through the back door but um, it was a public it, I felt like my charges were being read out in court <laughs> so I'm standing there and then then they it was a bit like being Josh Dubovey um, I don't know who that is. He was our entry in the Eurovision Song Contest. Oh. <laughs> so it's like public u- humiliation by music. Um, and I had to stand there then while they played the song, mm. which is a kind of a... Some bloke came up to me and said, well, you'll be able to play uh, two dresses now. Or you better oh. buy her two dresses now. What was he uh, doing in the dress shop, filthy <laughs> pervert? Yeah. And he was in the booth with my girlfriend. <laughs> he, never, he never fully explained that, actually. He had a tape measure around his neck, and I suppose he thought that made it all right. But um, Trying to see a crack through the curtains. Yeah, so um, <sighs> I, um, I think that uh, it's this view that people think, oh, if it's played on Radio 1, you'd probably get yeah. about 60 quid. Mm. So that would buy an extra, but it was it was a public humiliation. Oh, I, I fine. Won't, you know, but never mind that. How was the dress? Well, she didn't, she came out in three dresses, all of which in, she looked just looked three great. Three dresses? Why three? Well, she came out in three separate, oh, not, okay. not, not at the same time. It wasn't a shoplifting. She wasn't carrying the three lines theme too far. <laughs> no. So um, 
Then she and she looked great in all of them. Well, she's so got she a lovely went, figure. Yes, and then she went back in and uh, said, "No, I'm not buying any of them." Or, oh you're dear! Not, rather, you're not buying any of them. Oh. And we left. So I felt a bit disappointed. And then, and then, when I got back from Brighton, uh, Kath was looking look, looks me up on Twitter occasionally. I wish she wouldn't do that, but she doesn't. I've written this down. This Why doesn't a- she just go into the front room and? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Much easier, much swifter. She obviously wants to know where I am on a regular basis. <laughs> so this was the Twitter. Saw Frank Skinner. This is in town, meaning Brighton. Yeah. Fort. Saw Frank Skinner in town yesterday. I know I like younger men, but his girlfriend was so young, oh. even I was a little shocked. <laughs> Oh. Well, I'm delighted for Kathy. That's well, Kathy awesome was review. absolutely thrilled. She yeah. sent, sent me this with a, a in a email called "I'm so happy." <laughs> she might be happy, but what about me? Anyone who reads that, I think, oh, that's he's, oh, I thought he he's disgusting, right? I mean, you're not that disgusting. <laughs> no, that's what I think. <laughs> I think as disgusting goes, I you know I don't register compared to some people. But, um, yes, anyway, she'll love me for saying this, but she's 39, so get over it. Oh. Absolute Radio. Frank, do you remember last week we were talking about Robert Mugabe's... Never ask a man of my age if he remembers (laughs) last week. You're just going into an awkward area. Yes, Robert Robert Mugabe's (laughs) filtrum. That was it, yeah. Which, it's the bit, it's the sort of that you that's underneath the... uh, Some have more defined than others. Mine's very defined. It's between the nostrils and the lip. Yes. I used to see it as a sort of a a drain pipe when I was at school. (laughs) Yeah. We used to talk about kids with a number 11 on the top lip. Did you? Yeah. Those were the the free school dinners, kids. They always had the number 11. Oh, those halcyon days. Yes. So, Gary Walker has texted in and said... um, it struck me, this is in relation to Robert Mugabe's Filtrum, that despite being a perfect band name, this musically would scan in place of Bananarama's lyric, Robert De Niro's Waiting. So, oh, so it would go, Robert, Robert Mugabe's Filtrum. <laughs> Obviously not talking Italian. <laughs> what would Robert... It's, it's separating his moustache. <laughs> sep- actually, it doesn't, it doesn't separate. He cradles it, really. <laughs> he has a very thin central move. So it would be Robert Mugabe's Filtrum. Cradles his moustache. Cradles his moustache. <laughs> I like the backing singers rolling. Oh, I think uh, you have to bring in even when you know when when Siobhan left. They're very, they're very attractive. Oh, those one, were dark days. And she was replaced by um, Jackie Lawrence Olivier as Richard the <laughs> Third. That's exactly who she looked like. I don't know what that song is either. I don't oh, know. I'm not getting any of the references. Oh, I hate when people say that. Oh, I don't know that I wasn't born. So it'd be like, <laughs> come on, ain't much to do. It's the way that you do it. Now is the winter of our discontent, <laughs> made glorious summer by this. Ain't what you do, it's the way that you do. Now are our brows bound with victorious wreath. <laughs> Jackie is spoiling it. <laughs> yes. I like dictator's body parts, though. Now that's what I call dictator's body parts. Yeah, that, Great that, compilation. It would be a good We could have all sorts on there. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of another one that's clean, though. We could have... Adolf Hitler's colon. I don't know if that's clean. <laughs> to the tune of what? <laughs> really saying something. Adolf Hitler's colon. Hitler's colon. Bob, Bob, Shuby, Doo. It works. Bob, Bob, Bobby, Bobby. <laughs> they could called. Uh, they could be called. Um, 
Zibwamarama. <gasps> oh, I like it. And, and feature mainly Mugabe-based uh, stuff. I don't know if he'd allow it, though. Apparently he's quite controlling, that's what I've heard. <laughs> I've heard that, yeah. That surprised me. He's, I thought he's, he's, he looks fairly laid back. <laughs> The only Banana Rama song I know is Guilty, the Guilty one, which also works for Robert Mugabe. <laughs> well, <Wow. Yeah. laughs> but, but he has to sing that, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Guilty as a man can be. I'm not sure he's guilty of love in the first degree. <laughs> no. I think it might be other unspecified no, you crimes. You could put other words in. I think you just have, like, a, a line that could be filled in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I can't remember what he's done, Robert Mugabe. It's probably all a great... I mean, he might, he might be a great bloke who's, who's just been, you know... He's done something. I'll Google yeah. it. Yeah, Google Robert Mugabe. We'll have something we can put in where guilty. <laughs> we, we love guilty, but li- instead of love, he's probably done some loving in his time. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what I was um, very saddened by mm. this week. This is the clue. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. Oh, How anyway, I'll go to bed, I think. <laughs> is this as true as faster than this? No, no, this oh, is as fast as it gets. This is as good as it Needs gets. Needs a beat. <laughs> yeah. How depressing. Oh. <laughs> last yes. of the summer wine. Well, anyway, the last of the summer wine has been quaffed. Who, who knew? Yeah, so it's, uh, it's, it's, there, it is no, it's being pulled, last of the summer wine. Oh, I used to really like that. What, last of the summer wine? Yeah. So did I. <laughs> First thing in the morning sometimes. <laughs> yes. But why was that news? What was it like, the news in 1973? <laughs> and decimalisation has been introduced. Hold that thought, will you? Oh, yeah, listeners, hold that last of summer wine thought. <laughs> what yeah. will they say about it? Who knows? Where are old actors going to go to die now? <laughs> There'll have to be some designated area. I don't like the sound of that. Absolute radio. So, um... Yeah, anyway, more onto us. that glamour subject of Last of the Summer Wine. Exactly. I, I liked um, I liked Garrett's idea that it could, if it would, if you gave it a beat, it would um, it would beef it up a bit. That's, That's a good idea. Can, can you can you handle that, Gareth? Okay, let's, let's give it a let's try. Break it down. Here we go. <laughs> I think that's compound <laughs> building a shed in the background. <laughs> Bathtub coming downhill. No, yeah. no, it didn't. It didn't work as it turns no, it out. But it's always worth trying. Could have worked. Yeah, it's Saturday morning. So I just bring Better. up your greatest moment yeah. just to bring yeah. your confidence back up. Mm. No, you was... know what I thought was really offensive is when they were discussing the fact that the show is being cancelled. They had as the headline in the sun, Clegover, <laughs> meaning it would be the end of the road for the character, which I thought was horrible for that poor old distinguished actor. Peter Salas. Cle- yeah, Clegover. I think it would be more horrible for any Liberal Democrat who picked the paper. <laughs> but, oh, no, not him as well. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, I, I, I can't say... I, I'll be honest with you. I read it. It was a big, like, sensational headline that they were yeah. pulling, and I thought, is that still on? I know. I thought it had gone about six or seven years ago. It's yeah. like I read, there was an Eddie Large um, interview, and it said in the paper, it said Eddie Large said this week to the TV Times, and I thought, <laughs> is that still going? <laughs> so I need, I need to get up to date. People have really got it that these things are disappearing, and I, I'm all We don't even know they're still on. I've had seven years to get used to the idea that Last of the Summer Wine isn't on anymore. <laughs> that music's so depressing, though. Oh, it's worse than my other ones that I hate. You know when a theme music comes on and you just think, I can't. I have to just turn the telly off. Yeah. You remember that Mr. Ben 
when you were a kid. Did it? Did it? Oh, that was. That used to make me cry. I hated it. Didn't go that. like that, did it? Yeah, that was Mr. Ben. Don't you remember that? No, I don't remember that. No, nothing. The one that used to get on my nerves was the two Ronnies theme. How did that go? Well, exactly. No, but it used to go. You used to get in your own time. Oh yes, I do remember that. Never started that theme. And the one when I did Parkinson, I was interviewed on Parkinson, and he shouted at me. Parkinson did? Yeah, because Sir Stephen Redgrave was sitting next to me and Parkinson asked me a question. Is that the rower man? Yeah, the rower man. Okay. And I said to him, I said to Stephen Redgrave, I said, well, you must, this must be like this for you, Steve, when you, and uh, Parkinson said, are you doing the interview or talking to him? Oh, he got threatened. And I went, <laughs> and, and put a curse on him, and as I've said before, <laughs> now advertising death on daytime television. <laughs> as, if, to us all. as if giving people a free pen <laughs> makes it all right. Mm. So, um, yeah, so after that, you know, he's. Oh, I'm loving it. Well, after that, I used to watch it. I always used to go. In a hatred. In a scathing way. And I felt that somewhere I got my own back. My worst theme tune was the Birds of a Feather theme tune. Oh, that's depressing. Remember that? Too many mine. Oh, yeah. It was so wrong for comedy. You hated it, but you listened to it enough times to learn the words. Yeah, watched it quite but a lot. But you know what I said? No minor keys for comedy. That's the rule. <laughs> That's an interesting rule that I'm, I'm going to write down. <laughs> I think it, I think it's to lower the bar of comedy before the comedy starts. Do something really sad at the start. God, I wish, everything seems I wish I'd thought of that this morning. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Fabulous. That's uh, Jane's addiction with being caught stealing. You ever been caught stealing? Oh, many a time. You know, I read there's a theory that the first thing you ever steal um, reflects the job that you end up doing. What? What do you mean? That's what. They, if you look what back, thief, professional <laughs> thief. <laughs> what did you? <laughs> if, for example, you steal a, a, an album, that's the first thing you steal. It's liable you'll somehow end up in the entertainment industry. Oh, really? Oh. Did you steal Limelight? Oh, I like <laughs> it. That's quite good. Yeah. What is that? A gay novel? Look, I am what I am. Because I would have stolen. I remember stealing an eyeliner and a. Oh cre- well, there you go. And yeah. now you work for Instar Magazine. Yeah, there you go. And a cream egg. And I'm not sure where that comes into it. Um, well, I'll, to I'll, be I'll, discussed. Well, you're 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 soft on the inside. Oh, and, and very brown on the outside. <laughs> you just got back from Mauritius, but you know what I mean. <laughs> a bit sticky. <laughs> yeah, you ruined it, didn't yeah, you? Sorry. Frank had a nice tribute. Oh. Yes. <laughs> what, what? What did you, you steal first? Foil. Um, I don't know. I have you ever stolen anything? Probably the closest I got to stealing was like, you know, if there was stuff like chicken from the fridge. Oh, yeah. live a little, why don't <laughs> a bit you? Of chicken in the fridge. Yes, yeah, so that. Well, what Chicken does that carcass. say about what your current job is now? Like some slightly chilled, dead meat. <laughs> that's what's turned out there. Mm. Anyway, so um, that's the phone in this morning. <laughs> no, I know it isn't. Um, what was the first yeah, thing but if you, you do want to text us on anything, we're on uh, we're on eight twelve fifteen. I, I, I'd quite like to know what um, theme tunes people hate on telly. 
Well, we've just had to text in, um, and it's not—it's not hatred. It's—it's it's kind of love, really. Oh, okay. It's. Do you remember the theme to Tales of the Unexpected? I used to get up to dance to it. <laughs> Can you do the dance, please? Huh? <laughs> you have to be naked. <laughs> Gareth, can you represent flames? <laughs> no, you need to dance behind Gareth while he's flames. While well, he's flames. Oh, a terrible you, school play. You people, you just don't want to join either. That's your trouble. Yeah, there that was, was a, it was a good one. There that. was a boy at school who lied and said that was his mum, and I believed him. <laughs> it was quite a weird job for her to have done. I thought, I well, his mum was Joan of Arc. <laughs> Could have been her. Yeah, that was it was, but it was a classic. It's an all-time yeah. classic. Yeah. That was a great show. I used to like more Mindy. <laughs> Anyway, oh, like people that. don't hear this. It's a music no. station. They expect it to be recorded in some way, <laughs> not people just doing it with their mouth. That's what people are going to But we do want to hear what shows people miss, though, don't we? Yeah, well, now that last of the summer wine's gone, I'd like yeah. to know what you miss off mm. telly. Yeah, I miss Challenge Annika. Do you remember Challenge yeah, Annika? I do. Yeah, That was good. What did and you when have, to... have we needed Annika Rice more than now? Yeah, but Challenge Annika couldn't be, like, get rid of the national debt. It had to be things yeah. like... Why not? Well, okay. Well, I'll yeah, phone her. Everyone you know. could chip in. I'll phone her, but it's, it's a tall order. Let's face it. I used to like. Do you remember a program? It was a sitcom called Never the Twain. Oh yeah. Oh, it's Windsor t- David. Oh yes. And, and uh, Donald Sindon. Donald Donald It was, it was two old antique was it about dealers. Mark Twain never being in it. No, they were living next door to each other, and the premise was the same, wasn't it, Frank? Every week they would. There were two antique dealers that would try to outwit each other. <laughs> And the cleaning lady would say, oh, that old vase, I gave that to the jumble. And that was the denouement every week, and it would be like a really expensive vase. I'll tell you what I really miss on telly. Me! Saturday morning! Anyway, this is Frank's Karen Absolute Radio with Emily, with Gareth. What are we talking about? Theme tunes people hate. Yes. Yeah, yeah, theme tunes people, people hate. Um, Vince, uh, Vince has um, texted in, I hate the Black Beauty theme tune, it make me feel sick to hear it. <laughs> it make me feel sick to hear it. Is this the bloke who wrote my intro <laughs> to the news earlier? Um, How did I it think- go? Oh, that was sad. Again, oh, I'm waiting for the big bit. Here it comes. Yeah, that bit. That's like, like a dog barking. Yeah, Stacey Dorning was in that, if you oh, remember. Oh, very she, good, I do. I remember her getting... She was out in, in, on the rain, in the rain on... Um, oh, she's always on the rain with Black yeah. Beauty. You had to keep it, otherwise he was, he was raring to go. Oh, yeah. But and she got soaking wet, and I remember as, as a young man thinking how beautiful she looked, drenched in the rain. Oh. What happened to Stacey Dorning, though? Well, I don't know. I used to, you know, as, as a young man, I th- look at her fabulous big blue eyes, and look, looking back now, so certainly thyroid trouble. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> at the time, it seemed you don't know that she just seemed wide-eyed and excited. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Next, we've also had a, well, we actually had a comment. There's someone saying there's just something about the theme tune to Day of the Triffids. Love it with its old-fashioned stylings. That's Mitch from London. Yes, it Thank means you. of course the edition that you were in, and I think they used uh, yeah. the word old-fashioned. <laughs> Suggest when that might have been. <laughs> yes. Um, we also had a comment in. Do you remember you were playing a track earlier and there was a dog on it barking? What, being caught stealing by Dan's yeah. addiction? Yes. Um, we've had a text in saying, thanks for the dog barking intro, Frank. I'm driving back from a night shift as a dog handler with two now barking and howling security dogs and I'm getting some very strange looks. Well, so, I, um, it, it wasn't my intro, though. That is on the track. Is that, that's ja- not, that Jane's wasn't you barking. I love the idea that the dogs are going absolutely crazy. Let's see if we're... Mm, 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 mm. 
crying dog, barking dog, barking dog beginning to bark. Barking dog, a dog sleeping. That sounds like many men I've been involved Hold on, hold on, dog breaking wind. Disgusting. Um, sorry, yeah, it's that makes me feel physically sick. There's no odour comes with it. It's not it's not I'm not, may a, as I'm, well not have a, been. I'm not a method actor. <laughs> and um dog sounds from Frank Skinner will be out on C D very soon. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward shops. to it. <laughs> um Cy Cannon from PG on Marchant Hill, Surrey says shows I What was <laughs> Cy Cannon from PG on my Marchant Hill. I thought you were clearing yourself. <laughs> <laughs> he knows where he's from. Who um, does? <laughs> who? We don't know who is. Side cannon. Side cannon. Side... <laughs> we've got armaments now texting us. <laughs> okay, side cannon. Yeah, we've got Akak guys called in from Aldershot. Short for Simon. Simon, okay. Simon side cannon, cannon from where? At PGL Marchants Hill, Surrey. Okay, well, thank you. his entire address. Thank yeah. you for enunciating. <laughs> yeah, anyone who wants to write to Cy Cannon, there you go. Cy <laughs> <laughs> Cannon would be great. You like the fuse and it goes... <sighs> <laughs> like my jokes. Um, shows that Don't I miss... Don't put yourself down. <laughs> I think you'll find that's my joke. <laughs> <laughs> shows that I miss from TV. Magnum PI, The A-Team and Baywatch. That Aren't was, they all still on? <laughs> yeah. And what he needs to get is satellite. <laughs> what I miss, I miss his clothes down. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, I loved a bit of clothes down. At the end of the night, it's, it's incredible now, but about 10 to 12, that someone will say, well, that's it from uh, yeah. television what? for today. Yeah. And then what, was, what was on after that? The national anthem. And then, yeah. it, then it went black. Then you were alone with your thoughts. We're black. Yeah, there was no, yeah. no telly in the After night. Ten o'clock at night. No, not ten. T- about ten to twelve. I think. Yeah, about twelve o'clock. That was it. Ridiculous. Yeah, it just oh. went. Doo, I look forward to it now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, it never happens. I, I, I think it was great. No, TV doesn't say right. You've had enough now. No, it doesn't. It you says know. you've never had enough. <laughs> we're never going away. We're here all night, even though you're asleep. I want it to nag at you that you're missing us. That's what it says now. Absolute radio. I am. Um, I I did a gig this week, um, supporting Jenny Claire in Salisbury, as part of Salisbury International Arts Festival. Okay. Very exciting. Next. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I thought, yeah. you, I thought you were just reading from your journal. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I asked the something weird happened. I asked the audience what else was happening at the arts festival to sort of see what we had to compete with. And they said one of the th- ex- exhibitions that was happening was that in Salisbury Cathedral, mm. they had piles of ice. Ice? Of, of rice, representing different statistics. Are you just going to keep adding letters to this? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Rice. Piles of rice representing different statistics. So there was a pile of rice to represent the amount of people rice. in Wiltshire. Okay, I see. Yeah. And a, a grain for every citizen. A grain for every person, yeah. yeah. And then a pile of rice for all the Nokia phones in France, something like that. Oh, random statistics. Mm. Yeah, very old statistics. And so I made some jokes about it, like, oh, you should go in with a kettle and freak them out. And someone cheered and I said, oh, is that Uncle Ben? It was funny at the time. I, I like the Uncle Ben, yeah. the first one. I think needs a bit ben. of work. OK. Well, I'll, it's off the cuff. You know, I'm not going to do it again. Well, we weren't that. asking you to. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually a travelling exhibition. I think you should tour alongside it <laughs> with your rice material. 
yeah. So, and th- so and th- what did your punters say? Well, th- well, then I said, um, oh, I think it's a bit waste, bit of a waste of rice, if you ask me. And then you know that was the end, of, and I, I did it. And then after the show, a PR person for the for Salisbury International Arts Festival rushed back and said, "You've got to." Jenny, when you go out, you've got to say that the rice is, that, is, is being recycled. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny Claire, I told Jenny Claire. Oh, yeah, Claire, okay, I was sorry, I, I, I forgot that piece of information. Yeah. Uh, she oh, said really? That, and it caused a bit, it was controversial. The rice has been recycled. Yeah, that going, sounds absolutely <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> well, they're going to what recycle the rice. I bet Jenny Claire liked talking about it then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, well, so, so you were reprimanded, really? Yeah, it's controversial in Salisbury. Well, I'm loving that. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favourite theme tune. <laughs> I like the Gareth's anecdote today, Ellen. I was reprimanded in Salisbury. <laughs> it's always I've got a sore line. throat today. I've got a very sore throat. By the way, I've been reprimanded, haven't I? I Why? I, I, well, Who I told right? that, that story about Michael Parkinson. Which oh, is yeah, they told you off. I have told before <laughs> yeah. about when, when I was on with Steve Redgrave. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, apparently, I, I wasn't on with Steve Redgrave. I now find out. Yeah, Gareth. You were with Ma- Matthew Pinson. Is that right? I'm amazed. Yeah. Someone texted I, in to like, say that. Looked online and stuff, and on all the lists it says, yeah. I thought it was actually Anne from Kidderminster who's pointed this out. Frank. Thank you for rescuing that moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Anne from Kidderminster. Uh, yeah. I'm so uh, yeah. So it's the. It wasn't Steve. I'm sure I called him Steve on the night. <gasps> You've been mm. thinking all along. I always thought it was Steve Redgate. It was Matthew... Oh, Matthew but do you know what, Frank? Matthew Minson it was. <laughs> Matthew, we well, thanks, Anne, for sticking your oar in. <laughs> oh, very good. Well, Matthew pinson has got an anecdote about how David Baddiel had a go at him on Parkinson one time. Well, I'm all right with that, yeah. And, and, and then there's the time that Russell Hart, he told me off <laughs> when I was being interviewed by um, Tessa Sanderson. <laughs> the whole thing's gone so wrong. Um... I thought I'd do an on them. You know, sometimes you do an on and you don't have anything to follow it with. Yeah, it's something one sees a lot on local TV coverage. When they say, um, that was um, Matthew Pinsent there with... uh, (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Absolute Radio. Anyway, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily and Gareth. And, um, hey, it's Saturday morning here on Absolute Radio. We've had a text in, Frank. Well, that's great news. What, on 8, 12, 15? Well, exactly, the very same. And do you remember you read a Wordsworth poem out before the news? Uh-huh. Did he read it, though? Well... I didn't read it, but... This is what the text concerns. Ah. <gasps> Richard Cronin. I'm working with the radio one. I and a colleague... I think it's myself and a colleague, but we'll let that pass... I've just heard your recital of a Wordsworth poem. Please can you settle an argument that could affect our working relationship? My colleague thinks you recited the poem off by heart, but I think you read it off Wikipoem, if such a website exists. Please settle the argument. The tension is unbearable. Well, um, well that's interesting, because first of all, I didn't know there was such a thing as Wikipoem, which I'm, I very much like the sound yeah. of. It's just a load of poems. Oh, well, brilliant. I actually, um, no, it's, I, I did it off by heart. I can. We can back him up on that, can't we, Gareth? Yes. When I say off by heart, I don't mean off by Tony Hart, who used <laughs> to work on, um, you know, the, the gallery and those art programmes. They use this as a theme tune, I remember rightly. He always used to wear one of those Apache scarves with a, <laughs> with a metal ring on it. God bless him. Um, no longer with us, Tony. Can I just say, Frank does have quite a wealth of poetry. 
Weird, rolling around but in let's that not push, Let's not push our luck here on no. Absolute Radio. Well, that's true. Yeah, I've already, I think I got in a bit of Richard III earlier as well. <laughs> it was in the context of banana armour, but nevertheless, that's enough. So, um, have you moved home yet, Em? Well, I've got a bit of a problem, guys, mm, which is, it's been it? on the market, much like myself, for quite some time. <laughs> yeah, and, and much like several, several <laughs> prospective buyers. A lot of people got in to have a look round. Yeah. All pulled out at the last minute. And much like myself... Should we pretend that wasn't so? <laughs> yeah. yeah, much like myself, it just it just won't shift. So um, I've I've had some people round, and what I'm actually considering taking it off the market because mm. I cannot bear the stress of tidying every time these creatures come round. Apparently, it has to be tidy all the time, otherwise they won't like it. Yeah, how ridiculous mm. that people think, oh, I'm not buying this flat, it's a bit untidy. It's like, oh, there's like a pair of tights. Like you're starting with it. Yeah, like there's a pair of tights on the radiator. Oh, disgusting, we're leaving, good day. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> I don't care that it's a beautiful house. I know. Well, actually, although the other day... Are they I... smoky, smoky grey bear brand? <laughs> <laughs> Do you I go for a hipster top or um, one of those that pull right up to just under the brass here with the big line up the front? I don't, I'm not keen on that. My tights are my business. OK. Um, so the other day, I was so stressed out because I was at work and I couldn't concentrate because I realised, oh, my God, people have come around to see the place. And I realised there was a lot of self-help books left out and I normally tidy them away oh, when yeah. company are arriving, <laughs> including He's Just Not That Into You and Men Who Hate Women and the Women Who Love Them. And <laughs> there was a bottle of, an empty bottle of rosé. How embarrassing. Oh, dear, self-help books. <laughs> oh, the empty <laughs> bottle of rosé. It doesn't get much worse than I'm that. I'm going to get drunk and sort myself <laughs> out. The awesome. whole yeah, that's what I call self-help, <laughs> drinking. <laughs> so, yeah, so I just felt so terrible. I thought, I don't want those. They're going to come into my flat and just think, I can't ever live here. You know, this is the lifestyle you get <laughs> in these premises, yeah, I don't exactly. want it. This is what they're driven to. Now, I've, I've never done that. I, I'd hate people coming around and looking at my, at my house. I just, I just abandon them. <laughs> I what, just, the places what, I just, you live yeah, in? Yeah, I just leave them. There's, there's loads of them all over the country. I just don't want people coming in looking at my house at all. I just, I'd rather live in my own squalor than, than have to put on a show like this. I'm sick of living a lie. I'm pretending to be Nigella Lawson and I'm a bit more Amy Winehouse, well, when frankly. People, <laughs> I won't when, lie. People, when people show you around as well, they do this thing. Uh, uh, this bloke, remember this fat bloke showed me around the flat in Birmingham? And oh, that sounds he, nice. He went up to the light switch and he went, right, so you see, down there and the light comes on and uh, back up there and the light goes off again. I thought, yes, this flat would be new to me, but not living in a house. Or do you think I normally live in in a bag somewhere? I bought it as well. What with the lights working and everything. Andy Nyman will be up um, in a minute. When I say he'll be up, he's, he's up, he's here. His son's here and apparently he's 10 years old and a stand-up comedian. Is that right? Yeah. I don't know if he's... Gareth, I don't know how to result. write this to you. What? You've been replaced. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Andy Nyman is in the house. Hooray. This is what young people say, I think, for these things. <laughs> Andy, um, welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Um, let's get straight into this show, because I am so intrigued, right? Yes. Because it's called Ghost Stories. Yeah. And it's a theatre show. Yes, it is. But it actually comes with a proper serious warning. Mm hmm. Yes. Now, it's just, I, I think people just don't, they expect to be frightened by films, but yeah. not in the theatre. That's the joy of it, though, Frank, is that the warning, you know, on the one hand, of course, is like, it's like a great challenge, I suppose. You know, because you know, you're saying to people, come on, you know, the people of a certain age, if you're nervous, stay away. And, 
So you know that people are thinking, oh, come on, it's not scary. Yeah. And I think, I mean, you've seen the show, yeah, haven't you? Yeah, I went to see it. And when it said people of a certain age, that did put me <laughs> off of it. I was worried I would Yeah, well, then I got frightened. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's above 15, yeah. is what we recommend. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it is one of the most terrifying experiences I've ever had. And that's saying something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's not go down that road. No, I remember, you know you, that I remember you saying that you'd seen a yeah. theatre show, and I, I, only, I only just put these, these two together. Yeah. I was absolutely terrified, yeah. And I, and I was with my godson, who's about 15, and I was mm. screaming. I was actually screaming yeah, out loud. Yeah, people do. I mean, there are... I mean, people truly, scream. I screamed, Frank. Of screams. Yeah. I mean, it's a great. There's a lot of screamers in the theatre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's it's one of the joys of doing the show is that you go out every night and know you're going to hear big laughs. It's funny as well. So you hear big laughs and huge screams <laughs> from an audience, and it's wow. quite. It's quite. It's like the Beatles. It is exhilarating. But you can't yeah. really talk about it because that will spoil it. Yeah, it really will. And that's oh, well, that's, that's slightly <laughs> spoiled the interview. I think. Well, okay. <laughs> Believe me, I'm, I'm a very adept at talking around. Oh, okay, fair enough. But um, but again, that's one of the lovely things is that we sort of implore people not to talk about the plot itself and even the critics didn't I mean they were very good at just sort of skirting around the edge of it and yeah. saying what they liked about it and um, and even if you go online and look it up people you can't really find out what it's about it becomes this sort of oh no just oh, go see it's it you know, it's really it's lovely it's a really nice thing no I, I read the um the press handout for it. There's one thing that worried me. It said that um, it, it said it said even the most hardened of viewers gasping for breath for breath and reaching for their coats. And I thought you don't want to write that. <laughs> you know, I've done gigs That's where they've been reaching for their coats. Yeah, and gasping for breath. <gasps> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I, actually, it was yawning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they're reaching for their coats to hide behind. Is that yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you'll see if you go on. Um, YouTube and or go to I think it's ghoststoriesthashow.com or .co.uk there's a trailer on there and it's, it doesn't spoil anything no and if you put ghost stories west end into YouTube there's a new trailer and you'll see there's night vision of the audiences you know hiding and screaming like and the big jumping. brother bedroom like yeah ah. sort of except yeah. scarier yeah, okay. that's that is saying that something. Is something, isn't it? We're, yeah. we're, we're thoroughly intrigued now. Absolute radio. Andy Nyman's with us this morning. I must say, Andy, we don't normally get texts for the guests, sort of mm. thing. But there's, there's been a flurry. There have all about ghost stories. I have Hooray. to say, um, we have Angie saying, "I've seen ghost stories in London. It scared the pants off me and my cousin." I remember. Well, well, I, 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 plus I, Angie, we called. Her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I hope they've been replaced before she sent this text. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped laughing there when I had to. Try Travel home alone on the underground. The show reminded me of elements of Tales of the Unexpected. That's what you need. Yeah, theme tune. We've had another text in saying, "I saw ghost stories with my drama class, and I've never been scared by a film before, but this show terrified me." My fear was made worse as I was sitting in seat number 13. Oh, we know what that means, Andy. They don't. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. And that night I woke up at a quarter to four in the morning. Very oh, good. I know what that means. You don't. Yeah, I know what it means. You do. <laughs> it means you're going to South Africa for five weeks and you're very worried about getting killed. That's, that's why Hi. I wake that's why that's I why you up a quarter for you. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's it's magnificent. Now, I should say, Andy, that you... Um, would it be fair to say that you're the power behind Darren Brown's throne? 
I don't know that I'm the power behind his throne, but I'm sort of... I squeeze into half of the throne. Are you, him, are you Stuart Pingus to his Fabio Capello? Now, that, you see, I wish I could pretend I knew about football. Oh, OK. Sorry. I'm hoping that football is not golf but or you, something. But you and him... You, you, yes. Behind the scenes, you and him are very yeah, we've much written, a unit. Yeah, we've written everything together over the past... God, it's a, a decade now, astonishingly. Ten years we've worked together. Written everything, and then I direct the stage shows... And, so um, how do you get into that line of work? Because I don't even know what that line of work is called. It's sort of I like, suppose it's, it's mentalism. Like is mentalism. What you call it. You're a mentalism ideas man. Yes, I mean it's incredible. Yeah. So do you actually sit around and try and force yourself to think of something like the, the heist or something like that? Well, or, or are you making about your normal, you know, business, and then something happens and you think, oh, well, it can be actually, actually, it can be both. It can be both things. I mean, as you well know, having a deadline of something you've got to deliver is a great way of forcing you to go, oh, what are we going to do? Okay, yeah. you know, and then you start throwing ideas out. But equally, <clears throat> you can just be walking along and suddenly think, oh, oh my God. God, hold on, let me just, you know, and you'll make a phone call to Darren or, you know, type something down and say, I've got this brilliant idea for something. Or equally, I'll suddenly get this phone call or a text from him saying, I've just had an idea for this. And that's often what it is, is you have to work from a sort of a great plot and then find how on earth can you, the heist, to use your example, how on earth can you do that and find the tricks or linguistic patterns or conjuring or whatever it is that you're going to need to make this thing happen the thing, so you basically you know how Darren does it mm. yeah <gasps> that's, see I thought yeah. one day one day you'll become power crazy and he'll kill you you know that day. <laughs> it's happened he's tried it twice <laughs> so I never eat around his I never drink around his I have what a taster can you, you can't shoot him or he'll just catch it in his teeth <laughs> yes yeah I, it is though. It's it's odd because I I don't think of him as a man who shares that with no one. But of mm. course, a, a lot of it is. So you must know exactly his capabilities in order to come up with the ideas. You must yeah. know what he can do and what he can't do. Yes, but yeah. you must have them a little bit to a certain yeah, extent. Yourself. You must thinking. have a lot of psychological insight about yeah. your nightmare to go out with. Oh, I've been married to the same woman for twenty years, oh, so I don't I go like out with anyone it. anymore. It is Mystic Meg, though. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And she's all right with it, you know what I mean? She's fine. She comes about from it that all. background. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I you, sort of do. Can you do sort of. We're not going to ask you to start. No, no, no. Well, I used to. That's how it all came about, was that I've. Um, magic's always been my hobby. And I've always loved it. And um, and then I started performing mentalism when there really were not many people doing it. There were sort of about three of us on the circuit that were doing it. This is about um, 20 years ago. So I very I very quickly became a big fish in a very, very small pond. Mm. And, um, and then I just got this phone call out of the blue saying they wanted me to host this show to be the person and I had no interest in doing it because I'm an actor and that's my greatest passion so I said oh, I don't want to do it but whoever you find I'll... Oh, you could have been Darren Brown isn't that bizarre isn't it but it would never have been that because I'd have done one show for Channel 4 and gone great now Channel 4 films what is how I'm working what can we yeah. can I see the scripts that I just wouldn't have Whereas Darren is, you know, he's the genuine article. He he's, also, he's amazing. Also, can I, can I argue Andy's the got the better though. type of fame, I think? Because he gets a table in a restaurant, but he doesn't get people coming up to him going, you're a ledge, mate. <laughs> you're well, a ledge? I, yeah. I like that. <laughs> it's short for legend. Yeah. Oh, I see. It's it never happened It's to not me. something that you put a, a yeah. mug of tea on. <laughs> <laughs> can you hold that? I mean, he lives, yeah. in, he lives in a world of magic. He doesn't know the real... He doesn't know the language. Absolute Radio. Now, you may have heard that um, Lemby Opic, the former Liberal Dem um, 
MP who got mm. knocked out in the last election um, made his stand-up comedy debut this week. Oh yeah, which mm. is a bit of a big moment, I think, for yeah, comedy. It was, yeah. Mm. And uh, we actually have uh, not just an eyewitness, but we have um, Josh Widdicombe on the line. Is who was a, a comic who was actually on the bill that night. You there, Josh? Yeah, hello. How's it going? Hello. Um, good to hear from you. Now, so Josh, you you were were you on before Lembit or after? Yeah, no, we were all on before. He was headlining. Oh, he headlined. Um, this was his yeah. first ever gig. Am I right? Yeah, the arrogance. He was paid a hundred quid as well. So um, <laughs> it took me years to earn that kind of money. I know. I, I couldn't. He was complaining about it during his act, and these other comics were not impressed. With what, that. Did, what did you get, Josh? Uh, well, <laughs> I I was on free bar. Which, uh, what, do, what does that mean? Well, I was originally booked because I was going down to do 10 minutes of new material, uh, and then it turned around that I was actually performing to Britain's press. Ah. Uh, so I wasn't on any money at all, apart from drinks. But free bar, that's, mm. not, that's not the way to encourage young comedians, is it? No, so, it's encouraging us down the wrong path. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Trust me, it's, it's not the way forward, Josh. So, um, no. so um, Lembit, what did you think? Um, it was a kind of, it was that disappointing middle ground where it wasn't a complete car crash, but it certainly wasn't a success. Much like the Lib Dems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he looks like it he's was... been in a complete car crash. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he doesn't. He looks like he's gone down the motorway with his head out the window like a dark, and the wind has been so strong it's blown his jaw to one side. <laughs> But he needs to drive looking out the other window to write his face. Anyway, this is... If only he'd opened with that. If he'd opened with that. Yeah, exactly. Did you think that... I mean, to be fair to him, not many of us get reviewed on our first gigs, do we? No. And, uh, like, there was a lot of people that were going, well, that wasn't that funny at all. And I was thinking, you should have seen my first gig. It it was, you know, it was much worse. And it was... He got away with it completely. And he, he did a bit of um, impromptu ventriloquism, I, that, I heard. That was the bit where it was felt like he was in the middle of his midlife crisis at his lowest ad. He was talking to a... He had a, a spare kind of brogue that he brought out from behind. A spare brogue? <laughs> so he yeah, didn't take his shoe off? No, I thought he had, but someone told me afterwards, because I couldn't really see because of the crowd. Oh, but because I said, thought no, it was an impromptu thing he'd come up with, but who carries a spare no, shoe? Oh, I've got this thought of him on the shoe. tube carrying his props with him, just with a brogue oh, in his no. lap. Oh, no, carrier bag with a brogue in it. <laughs> <laughs> and he wore a Lib Dem rosette as well, didn't he? I bet that, that would have oh, been in the bag. No. Yeah, uh, it was. Yeah, it was surreal. And then he got the kind of shoe on his hand, <laughs> uh, I mean, ventriloquism <laughs> implies that he made an attempt to keep his mouth shut while speaking as the shoe. Uh, was the flap of the sole open? Was that the <laughs> ventriloquist part of it? I'd have thought maybe the tongue is the thing to oh. use, because there is no, a tongue well, on there the was, shoe. There was not really any moving part of the shoe, so it was just kind oh. of a stationary shoe uh, oh. with Lambert Opie talking at it. Because the advantage of that is that Lembic Opic could stand in a way where his mouth was behind the shoe. <laughs> so you wouldn't be able to see it moving anyway. Do you think, I mean, do you think he's a man who should carry on, though? And, and well, afterwards... What's the potential, the kind, uh, Afterwards, no, well, there was potential... Yeah, I suppose there was. I mean, it, <laughs> I'm not going to go and watch him again. Um, but if you might he, have to. Um, <laughs> I could always go, you know, go and have a drink outside. Yeah. He, he was... I, I'm sure... He said he was going to carry on gigging, but then I don't think he could have gone, well, this was a huge publicity stunt. It was, it was, there was a bleak bit at the end when um, he did a joke where he, uh, earlier on, a kind of weak joke, uh, about how someone said, didn't you used to be Lembert Opic? 
Mm-hmm. And then at the end, his sign-off was, thank you very much, I used to be Lemba Opic. And there was oh. this kind of awkwardness of, oh, oh yeah. my God. And then he put the shoe back in the carrier bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. yeah, I imagine he laced it up first <laughs> <laughs> to suggest that he's tying up all the loose ends. <laughs> Still, you know, we shouldn't feel too f- sorry for him. He did uh, have a relationship with the, one of... Probably the most attractive of the of the Transylvania's team. finest. He was a, he's yeah. very proactive. He sat at home and when they sang "Touch My Bum," he thought, "By golly, I will." <laughs> See, we just took it as a rhetorical thing. <laughs> well, look, Josh, I must say you came out of it very well because all the things I read said. But meanwhile, the funniest act of the night was Josh Widdicombe. So yeah. every cloud. Well, it couldn't have gone. Yeah, I had a, it couldn't have gone much better, really. Apart from I'd yeah. sit with Lambert O'Pick. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, which I, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I, 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 re- I respect his courage for going and doing it. And I, I think, you know, we're all rubbish on the first gig, so mm. I, he, could, he could yet be good. He could. So, so I'd like to end on a note of optimism. Anyway, um, yep. thanks for talking to us, no um, Josh. We don't have many phone-ins, so it's quite exciting. I feel I should be telling you which competition you've won. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you haven't. And you're up in Edinburgh this year at the Comedy Zone, is that right? Yeah. yeah. OK, well, um, go and see Josh Widdicombe. Apparently, on the back of... Um, Paul M. Opic's um, disgrace. He was very funny. <laughs> Cheers, Josh. Cheers, Frank. Saturday morning. I've got something to read out. <laughs> yes. Frank, you're going to South Africa, aren't yeah, you, as yeah. we know? In fact, what I, I haven't told the listeners is that mean. See, I thought I'd be able to do the show down the line, as it were, from South Africa, yeah. but Absolute said that's impossible, technically impossible. What? Yeah. So, um, well, I'm who's not. going to be doing the show? Um, well, next week it's Al Mori. The pub landlord. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Lee Mack's going to sit in for I a couple of weeks. I'm going to have loads of new clients. No, it's going to be <laughs> it's going <it's> <laughs> to be like a spring clean. But anyway, I won't be on because, air for five weeks. Because you'll be uh, with on David. this show, because I'll be. So doing because the... you're going, and I'm actually going to be quite sad. So I wrote you a poem. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Do you want to hear? Don't say oh no. Oh. No, I just haven't written a poem. It's only three no, verses. Oh, you haven't written a poem. Well, thanks very much. <laughs> it's three verses. So settle down by Even fireside. Even Lucio has written a poem. Seven <laughs> yeah. stanzas. And he's Lucio's Seven on next, by the way. stanzas. Does Lucio always have a mistake? There's not going to be time new? for my poem. Do you want to hear it? <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay. <clears throat> Stop all the clocks. Put out all the stars. For today, our Frankie is travelling afar. Mm-hmm. I wish him bon voyage, I wish him top games, but above all, I pray he turns left on the plane. I know he'll <laughs> be safe in the hands of our Dave, and for football's sake, I'm trying to be brave. But without him, the studio will be a sad place. I'll miss his old uke and his Birmingham face. I'll bear it for England without our third line. But what will I do without my pig iron? Max Clifford's bereft, A.E. Houseman's distraught, Chris Evans is probably slightly less fraught. But Gareth and I are feeling the loss, adrift without our fine Midlands boss. So adieu, cheeky smile. Goodbye, Albinyar. Farewell, strange rendition of We Buy Any Car. <laughs> Toodle Pip Whippet stories and George Formby tales and the man who protects me from mischievous males. When England comes calling, our Frankie must go. Just avoid any strip clubs with Germain Defoe. And I'll cope <laughs> in my fashion. Take one for the team. Any offers, please text in on 8 12 15. So, Frankie, goodbye, and I know you'll be great. All I wanted to say is, I'll just miss my mate. Oh, slightly belated. (laughs) (laughs) There's a reference to a houseman in there, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that's lovely. That's made me feel slightly tearful. Not the air ride siren, I'm not remembering those days in the blackout. I remember a few blackouts, but those were the 80s. 
So um, yeah, so I won't be. I won't be doing this show for five weeks, which is um, yeah. Well, that's lovely. Yeah, it is sad. This I must say, of all the work I do, this is my favourite thing. So um, um, anyway, so I will be on Absolute Radio um, with David Baddiel doing the podcast, but I I will miss Saturday mornings very very much. Anyway, this is no time for emotion, is it? No. Um, uh, What else? So who's who's going to win the World Cup? Oh, shut up. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> so, it's I'm going to be going. very sorry is to see Frank go. <laughs> exactly. Is that going to set the tone um, for your podcast in South Africa? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm already bored with the World Cup. I, mean, oh, Frank, I haven't got there You yet. can't say that on no, Absolute. You're quite right. I've got an Edinburgh preview booked on the day of the World Cup finals, so I really hope England doesn't get that far. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad we met. You know, what I'm really missing South Africa is some people will tell me stories and they'll have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And I think, oh, how traditional. How very traditional. And I won't know anyone there who can tell me who Roy no. J was, like you did. Which this I morning. knew this morning. Um, anyway, look, um, to all our fabulous listeners, I, if I don't get macheted to death or blown up by Al Qaeda, I'll be on in uh, five weeks. I look on the bright side. <laughs> and um, I will miss you all very much. Good day to you. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio.